today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. How do I say this without opening up a whole nother can? You should see how many open cans I've got. Prosperity is harder than adversity. Prosperity is harder than adversity when it comes to our Christian walk. Because you've got all the distractions, all the comforts and conveniences, and prosperity has this way of distancing you from the Lord. Adversity has this effect of bringing you back to the Lord. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. We all desire prosperity. Nobody wants to deal with adversity when they could flourish instead. But today, Pastor J.D. argues that prosperity is actually worse. Because when we thrive, we learn to rely on ourselves, and we are not reliable. It's through times of adversity that we learn to rely on the one who can't let us down, Jesus Christ. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. I'll confess, I'm very open. I like to believe I'm transparent with you. And tell you, I don't, I don't want to read this, let alone teach this, but it's in the Word of God. I mean, he goes on, starts talking about all of these saints of God that were tortured for their faith in horrific ways. I mean, unthinkable. And if you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, you think to yourself, man, I wonder what I would do in that situation. Now, I realize that the reality of being persecuted and tortured for our faith may be relatively foreign to us here in America, at least presently. However, with everything that's happening in the world today, I think we would all do well to know that this could very well become reality for us, and even now is in some places, by the way. I refer to it as pre-rapture persecution. And, you know, especially living in Hawaii, although, as far as the restrictions are concerned, we're one of the most restricted and in all of the nation. I think maybe next to New York. It's the worst here. You know, I was sharing uh, in the update, I don't say this to solicit sympathy. I'm not, I don't... Lord knows my heart, but, you know, this Thursday, I cannot make reservations at a restaurant. So I want to spend the day with the love of my life. Been married for 33 years, together for 35. We courted for two years. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to get into our old van that's dented up. Every panel has a dent on it. Our 2008 Honda Odyssey. Again, I'm not soliciting anything here except to make a a very important point. We're going to get into this van and we're probably going to drive North Shore and and we're just going to tailgate it. Happy anniversary. Who would have ever thought that we would see this day? And this is nothing. 
go to other places in the world. You don't have to go too far. When I lived on the mainland, we were just south of the border with Canada. Go to Canada today. Our brothers and sisters are in prison. Their churches burned down, shut down, fenced up. Our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, China, I mean, I can just list them. I won't. You know, I think we've had it too good for too long here in America. And I think it's very good to take to heart verses 35 through 38, because it's the reality of those that went before us. Now keep in mind again, it's very important, the context. The writer of Hebrews wants to encourage them. Look what they went through. They didn't give up. They held on. It's almost like the writer of Hebrews by the Holy Spirit is saying to them then what he's saying to us now. You know what that is? If they could do it, you can do it. Yeah, but man, it's getting really hard. My internet went down last week. Wow. I'm sorry. I had to, just to put it into perspective, you know. You know, maybe I need to confess this too while I'm at it. This last week, the Lord really convicted my heart concerning Sunday mornings. I go through this. I mean, first of all, the spiritual warfare is always off the charts. And uh, Mickey going home to be with the Lord really hit me hard. This was one of those weeks, right, where, and I'm just like, Lord, just please just get me through Sunday. Please just get me through Sunday. Please just get me through Sunday. That's all I need. And the Lord's like, really? You got pretty good, actually. You know how many pastors can't pray that? Because they don't have a church to go to on Sunday mornings anymore. I tell you, I I repented. I'm so sorry, Lord. Gotten so soft and just taken your abundant blessings for granted. I'm sorry, Lord. I want to address a, a question that I know is an often asked one, and it has to do with, man, if I was put in that position like they were, and it's like either you deny Christ or you're sawn in two or you're beheaded or put to death. I mean, what would you do? I was thinking about this too. You know, uh, back in the early church, you can actually go online. Be careful nowadays, by the way, when you go online. There's a lot of, oof. Um, All they had to do was take a pinch of incense and burn it and say, Caesar is Lord. And all of their persecution would have ended. It's just a pinch. Just a pinch. That's all you got to do. And just, just come on, go along to get along. Because if you don't, it's takeout for you. <laughs> you <know. laughs> I'm sorry, that's the last one. I'll, I just, I had to. Ins- <laughs> it's uh, levity. We need the levity, right? Humor, laughter is medicine to the. Besides, if I don't do that, I'll just cry and you just, that's anyway. All you have to do, just just a little pinch, 
They say, Caesar is Lord, and you'll get your life back, and we won't throw you into that lion's den. We won't torture you. Just a pinch. That's all you got to do. What would you do? Well, I'm going to, and I hope this encourages you, because this is what the Lord ministered to me. In that moment, the Lord will give you that which you need, but not before. So we think about it now, I'm thinking, man, I would be like such a wimp. Well, they were just like us, though. So how does that reconcile? God gave them what they needed at the time that they needed it, and not before, so that they could say, like Polycarp, who was the pastor of the church in Smyrna, as they're putting him on the stake to burn him alive, all he had to do was renounce Christ, and he wouldn't do it. He's an 85-year-old pastor at this time, and he says to them, the Lord has never denied me in all of my years. I will never deny him. And oh, by the way, according to church historians and the record, he says to them, this fire that you're going to burn me with is nothing compared to the fire of hell that you're going to burn in. Oh, wow, that's kind of, that'll preach <laughs> right there, right? And you know what's really interesting? They lit the fire, and he didn't burn, and he didn't die. Can you imagine? I hate it when that happens. What are we going to do now? So they start stabbing him, and the blood that came out of his body extinguished the fire, and that's how he died. How's that one? Now, I'm a pastor. What if I'm Polycarp? What if it comes to that? It could. What if it comes to that? What am I going to do? I think God, in His grace, and in His power, the power of the Holy Spirit, will give me the right words to say at the right time, and the strength to stand up and say, <laughs> burn in hell. No, I wouldn't say <laughs> Okay, we better uh, get back to the sermon already in progress here. Don't look at your watches. Again, if you don't mind, I want to borrow from 2 Corinthians, this time chapter 4, beginning in verse 8. Again, listen to Paul here, okay? We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Wow! That's, that's for us especially this one. This, for me personally, I am so perplexed. I mean, seriously. I, and the temptation to be given over to despair. I mean, we are living in some crazy, confusing, perplexing times. It is so bizarre. And it's getting more bizarre. Things are so weird. It's so perplexing. I'm, I'm looking at this thing, I'm, I'm perplexed. <laughs> and in my flesh, my default is despair. And that's what Paul is saying here. Yeah, we are perplexed. This is perplexing, but I'm not going to give in to despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. 
Struck down. How about shut down? Locked down, but not destroyed. In fact, if you don't mind, I want to take it a step further. This all backfires. I love it. Because the enemy means it for evil, but God turns it for good. Do you know we shared a a, a but God testimony today in the update. 28-year-old dies New York City in the hospital. Basically they killed her, they believe. And uh, they have the memorial service. Eleven people get saved. Eleven people. That's God. That's God. God does that. Yes. It's almost like Satan overplays his hand and it backfires. There's a proverb that says, if you set a trap for a man, you're going to fall in that trap that you set. You can ask Haman about that. Actually, you can't, because (laughs) you remember that? He built those gallows for Mordechai. Now, when you think gallows, don't think, you know, the rope to hang them. No, these were stakes to impale them. And he built them for Mordechai, and who ends up on them? He does. And his sons. I mean, it's horrific, I know. Verse 16, 2 Corinthians 4. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Boy, you can say that again. Yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, don't do that, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal. Keep your eyes on Him. Isaiah would say it like this, happy is He, He will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee. I love that song. Oh man, the world behind me, the cross before me. As we just sung, I I have decided to follow Jesus, though none go with me, still I will follow. Okay, so let's... uh, Let's resolve this matter of how are we going to keep the faith, hold on to faith, when we're weak in faith and even persecuted for our faith? That's in verses 39 and 40. It's because of what we're promised by faith. These last two verses actually set the foundation for what the writer will encourage them with in chapter 12, but he refers to them as this great cloud of witness. Almost this cheering section in heaven that are cheering us on. We did it. You can do it. If I could do it, you could do it. Come on, keep going. Hold on. Keep the faith. Keep pressing on. The way the writer says it to them is very interesting because he says, they were commended for their faith. But, there's a but here. (laughs) 
None had received the promise by faith. Commended for their faith, yes. Received the promise by faith, no. What do you mean? Well, by promise, the writer is referring to none other than the promised Messiah. See, they died not having received the promised Messiah. And you guys, I, I'm sorry if I'm pointing, I, I got to be careful because I don't, I don't mean to single anybody else. I'll just do this. I know I'll point to the camera. You! In other words, you guys, you have the promise. They didn't. And if they could do this by faith, commended for their faith, not having received the promise by faith, then how much more are you able to? I want to close with something that I've been thinking about as of late, if you'll kindly allow me to, and it has to do with this hall of faith. Man, this has just been a, such a rich, and <laughs> I know for myself, I am so encouraged. I love this chapter. That's why we spent the last, I don't know how long it's been, don't count. I know we've been in here for several months or whatever it's been, but... I want to pose it as a question, and I want to frame it in this context. You know how I've even said it. I know you say it too. You know how we always talk about, man, I can't wait to meet all these great men and women of faith in heaven. Like, I can't wait to meet Noah. You just go down the list. I can't, I can't wait to meet David. I'm going to be one of the first ones in line to meet Peter, because this is a man after my own heart. <laughs> Peter, no way, way. Can't wait to meet him. Here's the question, and I close. Instead of thinking that you can't wait to meet them, have you ever thought that they can't wait to meet you? No, think about it. They... <laughs> They died not having yet received the promised Messiah. They would have loved to have been in our shoes. We have the Messiah, the promised Messiah. He came, He died, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. We have that promise by faith. They didn't have that. We do. So imagine, they're in heaven. We're like, man, these are the mighty men and women of God. I want to meet Esther too, by the way. Esther, wow, what was that like? By the way, I think when we're there, <laughs> it's not like we're going to have name tags. Hi, my name is Esther. Hi, my name is Noah. I think we're just going to be so in awe of God. But we have something they did not, and yet they persevered by faith, weak in faith, tortured for faith. And it's the promise by faith. We have that. How much more? I wonder when, there's going to be so many surprises, I guess, for lack of a better word again, when we get to heaven. I mean, they're going to be in line wanting to meet you. Wow, how did you do it? Especially after the 10th lockdown. How did you, you know, I'm sorry. Okay, that, that was the last one. But 
how did you do it? You know, there's something to that. And uh, Okay, this is the last thing, but I want you to think through this with me, because this is a thing. I think it would have been a little bit easier in that day than it is in our day. Because we live in a world today that they could have never imagined. How do I say this without opening up a whole nother can? You should see how many open cans I've got. Prosperity is harder than adversity. Prosperity is harder than adversity when it comes to our Christian walk. Because you've got all the distractions, all the comforts and conveniences, and prosperity has this way of distancing you from the Lord. Adversity has this effect of bringing you back to the Lord. He uses affliction to get us back to Him, to refine us, to purify us. David said it was good for me to be afflicted. It was? Yeah. Because had God not allowed the affliction, the adversity, I would have completely went astray. But now that I've been afflicted, now that God has allowed the affliction, turned up the furnace in that fiery trial in my life, it has brought me back to Him, and now I keep His law. I walk in His way. Thank you for the affliction, Lord. Thank you for the adversity. I think it is dangerous. Prosperity is dangerous. And wouldn't you agree, as again, for so long we've had it too good for too long, and it softened us. Adversity, affliction is good. Okay, this will be the last thing. (laughs) I heard this many years ago, and when the pastor said it, I got to admit that I wasn't, I didn't warm up to it. It was just, I was young in the ministry, I had just started in the pastorate, and he made this comment. He said, you want to grow the church? Persecute the church. I'm like, no, I want to grow the church, but (laughs) I want to use church growth methods to grow the church. That's not what grows the church. In fact, it's the opposite that happens. You want to grow the church? Persecute the church. You know, I don't say this to heap any kind of trip on anyone, but I think if we were to but go to other countries and fellowship with our brothers and sisters in these places, we would be on our face weeping. They turn up the AC units to drown out the worship because if they're found out, they're dead. It has cost them everything to follow Jesus. And the persecution, it is so intense and getting worse. And I think that in many ways it's almost an an envy, a sanctified envy, if I can say it like that, where you look at somebody like that, and they're standing strong, not in their own strength, but in the power of His might, in the face of unspeakable persecution and affliction, and they're doing it for Christ, as the writer of Hebrews has just written, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to do that. I want to do that for Jesus. And who knows? It very well could be. 
We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. The book of Hebrews is rather enlightening as it traces all the history and traditions of the Old Testament, but ties them into the significance of Jesus and the New Testament. Essentially, Jesus is the fulfillment of all of the Old Testament covenants and symbols. Jesus is the high priest. Jesus became the sacrificial lamb. It would be fascinating to have been a Jew during Jesus' time and to then later realize that Jesus was and is everything he said he would be. To fully understand the newer things, it's important to go back and appreciate the older ways, how it was done prior to Jesus coming to earth. The book of Hebrews is a wealth of knowledge and a resource for this exact thing. If you're just getting into this study and want to listen to other teachings from Hebrews, we invite you to go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. You can find more messages there. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join us on Sundays or Thursdays at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. We meet for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Until we meet again, we encourage you to dive deep into God's Word, looking for nuggets of wisdom and insights that God wants to teach you right in the book of Hebrews. As we look forward to next time, we trust that you've been encouraged by what you've heard today. Come back again for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.